Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for calling. So we're actually recording this right away because this is how this thing works. So Amazing. no pressure. The, and no pressure at all. No pressure. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. Um, let me just tell, for, let me tell people. So your, your name is pronounced Noku. Is that right? Yeah. Um, let me just tell people, I think about a year ago, I did one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever done with your mom, Sharon. Really, I'm serious. Sharon Klein was one of the greatest conversations. She's amazing. She is. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, And now I'm speaking with her daughter. um, And I'm really interested in you mainly because of this one song that I'm in love with called Faded, but we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. It really, I just heard it like a few times. I'm going to actually play a few seconds of it, but um, uh, how, where are, you're in Israel, correct? Yeah, I'm in Israel. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm in America. I'm in New Jersey, which is not very exciting right now because it's very hot and humid here. Mm -hmm. Also here. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. Where, where are you in Israel? Well, I'm in this really small village called Enayala. Huh. It's really where... nice. It's right by the beach. Oh, uh, where? What is it next to? What's the biggest town next to it? Um, I guess Haifa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in Haifa, and um, you know, I was in Israel for 16 years when I was a kid. So I oh. feel. Yeah, I grew up in Haifa, and then I had a very. You know, I had a good part of my childhood and then a bad part because, like, my mom passed away and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff happened. Um, So, but I feel very, very connected with Israel. It's really an amazing place for me when I go back there. Mm. Um, And can we tell your age or is that a secret? No, it's not a secret. (laughs) I'm, I'm 22. I'm almost 23. Oh, my God. You're so old. I know. How does it feel to be so old? Oh, my God. Actually, you know what? Uh, Unpopular opinion, but I do feel like very young. Like, I feel like like 40s is this starting to get old, you know? Oh, great. So I'm in my 50s. So I'm like, really? Yeah. It's over for me. No, no, you're just you're just getting started. That's like the good faith. No, I, I actually, you know? I, yeah, I actually agree with you. I, I feel, um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life with depression and all kinds of stuff. And it's only in the last few mm-hmm. years, you know, that I started to feel really myself. And mm-hmm. I actually wanted to talk with you about that because according to your, so a few days ago, I was, you know, texting with your mom and I was like, I don't know anything about your daughter. <laughs> and she's like, hope she didn't. She she has a lot of nice things to say about you, but the main she says that you're very calm, and that you and you're very deep. <laughs> well, that's great to hear, but yeah, I, I do. I think I'm a rather calm person. Do, in general, do you have brothers and sisters? I don't really know your family that I well. I do. I have two older brothers. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Okay. And yeah. and they all live in Israel and in, in different places? Actually, the oldest lives in London now. And the middle one also lives in Israel as well. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. And, you know, your music is very interesting to me. Did you... <clears throat> I think your mom said that you play a lot of instruments. You play... Let's see. What did she say? She's, you play the, the harp and you play... I do. Uh, wait, harp, guitar, piano, ukulele, is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, amazing. Did you Yeah. Did you start when you were very little? You must have, because you're still very little. <laughs> well, actually, if we're talking about my siblings, then it's a pretty relevant part of the story. I started playing when I was 12 because I adored my oldest brother, who is a musician. And he's actually the person who produced Faded, the song, Uh together. Um, And I wanted to be just like him, and he played guitar. So I started learning when I was 12, and my uh, middle brother also started learning the bass around that time. So we were all like a very musical family and... A lot of my education was like music based and 
It was a really big deal in our household. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So your brother plays, uh, he writes songs and plays uh, a lot of instruments also? Yeah, yeah. He's he's amazing. He's so talented. And what? yeah, I, I, basically Faded wouldn't have happened without him. It was actually his idea yeah. to get recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of pushed you to do it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, does he, what, what, what is his name, by the way? His name is Ben Spears. Ben. You can look him up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spears, He's... like S-P-E-A-R-S? S-P-I-E-R-S. Okay. And he has, like, so- yeah. he has songs and stuff released, or? He has a few. He's mainly a producer now. Okay. But, um, yeah. yeah, he's super talented, obviously, as you can hear on Faded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let okay, let's talk about Faded for a second. I'm actually, uh-huh. let me let me do something which is a little strange, but I have to do it. So, I'm going to play a few seconds of Faded, okay, just so people can hear. <laughs> okay, so so just be quiet for a few <laughs> seconds and, and listen to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? One, two, three, here we go. Yourself and your selfless actions. Too late for attractions, repercussions were taken. You are mistaken. You faked it till you made it, but you never saw you faded out. Mm-hmm. You can stand there all day and pout. Just don't doubt yourself. Oh my God, it's so great! I'm, I, I hate to stop it, but it's just—it's really beautiful. I really love that song. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to give uh, people a taste of what you sound like. Um, mm-hmm. So, I do. Um, I hate to ask this because musicians hate when I ask them this question. But did you have a very specific person in mind when you wrote the song, or was it? Mm-hmm. As I, I know, it's a, you can answer this any way you want. <laughs> No, that's actually a really good question because Faded, actually, I obviously, I wrote it, by the way, I wrote it when I was 16, so huh. almost um, seven years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and when I first started playing it to people, um, everyone, almost everyone in my life thought I wrote it about them, which I thought was really interesting and Actually, it makes me really proud because I guess it's a song that a lot of people can relate to. Absolutely. And yeah. And I I don't know if I knew it at the time that I was writing because I was kind of writing it really like it kind of came to me. It was a real flow session. Um, but thinking about it now, I definitely think it's a crossover between uh, me and like how I see myself when I'm in a lower state mentally and also some things about my mom and also some things about her mom and some stuff from books. It's kind of like a mix, I think, of uh, specifically um, hardships sometimes women go through uh-huh. in my head. Uh, but I guess it can relate to anybody, really, and just kind of how you view yourself when you're in a lower state. Yeah. You're feeling faded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Um, it, you could take, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about music is that you could take it in so many different directions. And what I hear is not the same thing that somebody else hears, but somehow the melody, the melody is so beautiful. Did you write the melody first or was the words first? Um. Well, I always write both at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. I just kind of sit down with my guitar and I start like jamming and eventually it just comes all at once. Um, But the words were actually kind of a writing exercise. If you really listen closely to the lyrics, you can tell that the rhyming is kind of offbeat. And like the idea behind it was that I... It was kind of like a sentence, and then I rhymed 
the first sentence and added the word. And then I added a sentence to rhyme the new word, and then I added a word, and then, you know. Uh-huh. It, it was really like a writing exercise, and huh. it turned out a really interesting kind of like never-ending it kind of sounds like a spiraling thought to me. Yeah, it, it, that's a very interesting way to put it. Yeah, it's such a, my God, it's such a beautiful melody. I mean, even if the lyrics were terrible, it would still be a great song. <laughs> <laughs> but the lyrics are actually good. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I know, I'm great with compliments, aren't I? No, I love it. It's like, uh, yeah, well, it's great. Well, yeah, yeah, well, you have to, you know, I think uh, it's very hard for people that can write songs to understand sometimes that people that, like me, that can't, like I do acting and I do theater stuff, mm. but I can't write a song to save my life. And people that can do it, it's almost like this crazy magic trick that you know that I don't know. Well, it's really all about practice. I mean, I've been writing songs since I was 12. And let me tell you, some of them were really, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but once you start seeing the world through a lens of words, like you, I think I'm a very uh, lyrical person. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Like I, I think in words and I see things and I describe them to myself in sentences. And that's always just been the way I am. So it just. Yeah. It kind of a different way to see things. Yeah. And then it's so much easier to pour your heart into words and lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. But are you, do you think you're like a practical person in real life or do you always go around like daydreaming and thinking? Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very much not a practical, uh, logical person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I try really hard to be that way, but I'm really not. Like, you know, I could daydream all day long, you know? Oh, yes. I When I was a kid, like the teachers in my school would have the kids sit next that sit next to me, tap my shoulder every once in a while because I would daydream so much. I was in my own world. Yeah, yeah. It's That's also really easy to do in Israel because you have the beach there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so hot. It's so hot. I know. But like, you know, over here when I daydream, it's not the same thing because I'm usually looking over something pretty gross in New Jersey, which is... You know, I, I don't want to say anything bad about New Jersey, but we know we have the New Jersey shore here where, you know, Bruce Springsteen grew up with, you know, um, and I, I was just there a few days ago, but it's not the same as the Mediterranean beaches in Israel, you know? Yeah. Um, very lucky in where I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. In, in most senses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you actually, can we talk about musical like influences? Do, like I just mentioned, yeah. like Bruce Springsteen, which to me, you know, when I was growing up, it was mostly the, um, I grew up in the seventies in Israel. It was mostly like all the British stuff, like Dire Straits and like Pink, mm-hmm. you know, Pink Floyd, the police, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the American stuff was hardly really on the, on the radio. So when I got to the States, I was like, oh man, Springsteen was, I was really into that sort of singer songwriter. Um, mm-hmm. So what about you? Did you grow up with a lot of different music influences? Well, I definitely, I think I definitely listened to a lot more of like uh, either American or just English based music because of my mom and how she grew up. And obviously my mom also writes in English. I think that's kind of, influenced me in a lot of ways uh so i didn't grow up listening to much israeli music i'm just discovering it now but i think um one of the songwriters that influenced me most is nora jones wow i love her she's my whole childhood really yeah um, I don't, you know, mom yeah, just that, play yeah, that's cool. I don't know her that well. I mean, I know the big songs like, her. oh, she's amazing. Huh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's funny. She has her own podcast these days too. Um, oh, really? Yeah. She has like different musicians on it and she sounds like a really cool person. Do you, you, you follow like her new stuff also or just the classic stuff? Actually, I, I haven't followed her. I, I saw that recently she started collabing with a lot of an, artists and she's collabed with a lot of artists I like yeah. but um, no it's just the old stuff like really hits my heartstrings yeah yeah <laughs> in a nostalgic way yeah like that first uh, that first record especially right yeah definitely yeah she has sort of a jazzy singer songwriter feel and and a beautiful voice yeah. um so that she's she would be like your number one huh you think 
I think so. Yeah. Cool. And I would, yeah, I would, I just, yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, uh, I would have thought maybe like Kate Bush or something, but <laughs> Kate Bush. I don't think I know her. Oh, okay. Kate Bush. <laughs> Kate Bush is uh, she's actually having a, a little bit of a resurgence now. She had a very big first album in 1978. I think you would actually love her. She has an amazing voice. Um, mm. Yeah, I'll send I'll send you some links later. But she's uh, because of that show, Stranger Things. Like she, they're one of the, mm. one of her songs, "Running Up the Hill," is on that show, and suddenly she's pop. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has a very high, interesting, unique voice. Like maybe the most original voice in the history of music. Yeah, um, I think really interesting shift has been happening lately. Um, when I think in the two thousands and the two thousand and ten, having a big, strong, full voice was pretty much like the popular theme you know like with singers like Beyonce and Christina Aguilera who have amazing voices but like right is really like, the thing you aspire for and like in recent years more and more singers are coming up with like a softer more whispery voice you know like Billie Eilish yeah. kind of. yes yes yeah I think that also really inspired me yeah because I've always had a really soft voice yeah <laughs> well you have a soft voice but it's so beautiful uh, I mean, and, and it's so perfect for a song like "Faded." It just blends. I really, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you know, when I, I was talking to your mom, I was like, she said, "Oh, by the way, my daughter also sings and writes." I'm like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> like, how good can she be?" And then she sends me the song, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is such a beautiful song." <laughs> my mom is like my biggest advocate. Like anyone she meets <laughs> has to listen to my song. Well, let's let's talk about your mom for a second. She really is amazing. I mean, the big. I mean, you know. I mean, I I met her through a friend of mine, Tipola Oria. Yeah. And um, you know, just she's just fun to hang out with. We went to Tel Aviv one night, <laughs> you know, to some to see some band in a bar, and uh, and on the way there, she played the cheesiest mix of music I've ever heard. Like. She's very diverse. <laughs> in yeah. music I mean, I love it. She was playing all these like really cheesy songs from my childhood, you know, like one way ticket, one way ticket, you know, all these like crazy songs that I had, you know, like Boney M songs, you know. Yeah. Um, but then when she writes songs herself, they're like so deep and they're so melodic and uh and her albums sounds great. They're produced really well. Yeah. Um she's yeah, she's definitely, I think she takes a lot of inspiration. She really reminds me of uh, David Bowie Yeah. sometimes, Yeah. which she was a huge fan, still is. Yeah. And yeah, she definitely came into a more like rocker angst side in her music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which Can we talk? It's a great outlet for that feeling. Absolutely. Um you don't have to talk about this if you don't feel like it, but I think it might actually help mm-hmm. listeners. Sharon, um, uh, Sharon was very open about her illness with me, and I think she's op- mm-hmm. she's open about it in her in her life in general, which I think is a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. How do you deal with that? I mean, what was it a long time ago? That, I mean, it's been a long time that she's been suffering. Not, I guess suffering is I guess suffering is the right word. I guess right. Living with, maybe. Yeah, dealing with. I mean, she deals with it. Like, I just talked to her a few days ago. She sounds so strong and great. And so it's I, suffering is the wrong word because it makes you feel like a victim. But, yeah, yeah she's incredibly dealing with a, with a very tough disease. Um, was that when, – when were you aware that she was sort of dealing with all of this? Well, I guess around the same time I wrote Faded was when things got – tough yeah like she had a really long time until she got to a diagnosis and there was a lot of uncertainty and obviously when you're a teenager and your mom is very ill and nothing is for certain it brings out a lot of emotions I know (laughs) and also but also it made me I think um very mature Uh uh-huh like I think I have good perspective on things because yeah I guess throughout this journey it was a journey definitely Uh, like I definitely went on it with her and kind of also like feeling the feelings you have if you're uh, struggling if you're if you need help 
definitely feeling your feelings, asking for help, but also trying o- always to find life Absolutely. in between. Yeah. I, I, you're, you're saying something so smart, you know, I mean, I haven't dealt with a physical illness, but I've dealt with depression many, many times in my life mm-hmm. and not just depression, but like serious, serious depression where I just couldn't function. Yeah. And the beautiful thing, if you could even consider it beautiful is that when you sort of, it makes you appreciate the good days, you know, it makes you, it makes you look at life. If you, if you deal with something so terrible, you know, and then and then you you get better, and some and so, some days. I mean, you know, and then you get out of it, and then you, you you it sort of it brings life into a different perspective as opposed to people that don't have such a such a terrible problem. I'm, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to be. I think I used to be very angry, especially when I was a teenager, because I had all this feeling of like, why me? Why us? Why this family? And I kind of, you know, I grew up and I went out into the world and I looked around me and I saw everyone is dealing with something, whether it'll be like physical chronic pain or whether it be like mental illness, which is a huge thing. And, yeah. you know, financial problems, uh, access to things like, um, you know, Every, anything, everything, everyone's dealing with something and kind of picking up my head and looking around, I saw it's just it's just another part of the human experience and I'm going to get whatever I can from it, especially if she's getting whatever she can from it. You know, she's like, yeah, such a trooper. Yeah, no, I I know. I know. And sometimes the things that are, you know, it's a cliche to say that, you know, it makes you stronger, but it does make you stronger if you can deal with it in the right way, you know? Yeah. And it definitely taught her and me and us like not to wait for the good things to come, you know? You want to go ahead and make music? You just got to do it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I feel I feel a huge urgency to do everything that I want to do because, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really the good thing about getting older is that everything becomes more meaningful because you have less time to do it, you know? Hmm. Uh, and I think the trick is not to feel overwhelmed by it, but to kind of embrace the fact that, you know, time... You know, time is on your side, but then time could be uh, also a reminder that you don't have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the fact that life is bleeding, I think, uh, I can't remember where I just, oh, I just finished reading, um, do you know Paolo Coelho? No. The writer. No. He's an amazing writer. He wrote The Alchemist, which is a very famous book. Uh-huh. And... I just read his other book called uh, Veronica Decides to Die. I think I wrote it. I read it in Hebrew. Uh-huh. And the gist of the book is that people have to be aware of their mortality in order to want to live. Yeah. You know, because otherwise life is just a long string of like difficulties and miscommunications and all these stuff. Yeah. Um, That's. Uh, yeah, you know, it's so funny because so I, 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 I'm going to bring this back to Springsteen for a second because I just saw him last mm-hmm. week and he was there, there's one part during this show where he it's, it's, a, it's a new song called uh, Last Man Standing. And he says that his earliest band, everybody in that band has now passed away and he's the last guy standing. Wow. Um, and he said the you know, and then he said that the most beautiful uh, you know, death. Um, last gift to humanity is to is that you could see life, you know, in a more clear, precise way. It, it just reminds you, to, mm. you know, it reminds you to live like right now. Uh, it's very powerful. Definitely. Yeah, presence is everything. Yeah, and if you know that when you're 22 years old, that's really that's really <laughs> cool. Because when I was 22 years old, I didn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been really lucky to come into some great influences yeah. very early in life. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I think you're are you you're in a long term relationship. Can we talk about that for a sec? Ah, uh, yeah, we can. Okay, so <laughs> relationship for a, a long time with the same person. Yeah, I've been with him for seven and a half years. Oh my god, I've never done that. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I have to find somebody sometime if you get the opportunity. To. I'm trying. I'm trying. I I, <laughs> I have the worst luck with relationships, but I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> how did you How did you guys meet? 
Well, I was actually in high school, and he was my older brother's best friend. Still is, but at the time, okay, that's all he was. And this is this is yeah, this, this is the same brother that produced your record, like um, no, the other. Oh, uh, the other. One. Okay. Each one brought something special into my life <laughs> in his own way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you started, yeah. yeah. So you started hanging out with him just because he was your brother's best friend. Yeah, and me and my brother have always been very close. All, all of us, all three of us, and he actually kind of set us up, uh-huh. which was really cool of him, and it worked out. <laughs> I guess so. Really well, yeah. Uh, is he a musician also? He is, but he doesn't uh, release music yet. Yeah. Do you guys plays for himself? Do you guys write songs <laughs> together and sing together and stuff? Mm, we definitely sing together a lot. He's not much of a writer, uh-huh. but um, he he's the he's the first person to hear all of my songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so how many? So I think you're working on a full record. Is that right? Well, I'm collecting songs right now. I've uh, been writing a lot in the past year. Uh, yeah, I've actually started writing in Hebrew recently, so I'm kind of contemplating where I want to take it. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Why Why did you start writing in Hebrew, do you think? Mm, it was really an experiment because I've only ever wrote in English before. Uh-huh. I think a therapist once told me that bilingual kids tend to use their second language to ex- express emotions because it feels a little bit more distant from them. You know, it's a bit more far away. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and I thought that was so interesting. I was like, I wonder what happens if I write in my first language, in Hebrew. And all of a sudden, this different voice came out because like, when I sing in English, you can hear it in Faded too. It's very dramatic. It's really like well thought out and very like emotional and in hebrew it's more like plain and uh-huh. simple but in a in an endearing kind of way yeah i don't know yeah that's so not to toot my own horn no no much, no but... that's so that's so that's so interesting that's so because you know when i speak in hebrew i feel totally different than when i speak in english exactly yeah. It's really weird. It's like I don't know what happens. Like I actually feel it's a different personality. It is, and I feel I actually feel more mature um, and adult when I speak in Hebrew. Really? Ken, uh, the bell be visa. I better get Ken. No, actually, my Hebrew. You know, it's funny. A few weeks ago, I did a podcast, my only one in Hebrew, and I did it with an ex-girlfriend who lives in Israel. And I, it was tough for me because my Hebrew is kind of rusty, but it went okay. But I definitely feel it brings a whole different side of me. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you started to write in Hebrew and it just felt pretty different, huh? Yeah. It just opened a whole new world for me. You know, I've been writing songs for almost a decade or a decade. Yeah. About. Right. Right. <laughs> it just, it brought this like fresh, innovative yeah. thing. Yeah. That's so cool. So how many songs do you think you have in Hebrew so far? Oh my God, so many. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of need to filter through them because I've had a very, like, had a very exciting year. So a lot of songs came out of it. And what, what, yeah. why, why was your year exciting? Well, I went traveling a lot. Oh, um, where'd you go? At first, I was in Costa Rica for two months. Oh, wow. And then I traveled in the East with uh, my partner. Uh huh. Um, oh, that's so cool. I've never yeah. been to Costa Rica. And you've been to like Vietnam and Korea and places like that? I've been to Vietnam and Thailand, Cambodia and Laos. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, and... Was it amazing? Oh, my God. It was so amazing. So, so amazing. Where, 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 <laughs> where, where did you stay? In like just like very cheap places? Yeah, hostels, anywhere, really. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah. So what, what what do you think it taught you just to see the world in a different way? Well, definitely. First of all, traveling for like for a long term really gives you a lot of perspective about a lot of things and also a lot of gratitude uh, towards the smallest things. Like I felt so much gratitude to having a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> when I came back. But 
they don't they, they don't have fridges in Costa Rica? Uh, maybe just not in the places I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> I would stay at like cheap hostels, and I would have to share kitchens with everyone. Yeah. So what? Um, so what did you do all day? Like you just travel with your partner, or did you travel with a group? In Costa Rica, I traveled with a friend. Okay. And an ace with my my partner, and I think. That's like the second biggest thing that you learn while traveling. You just spend so much time immersed in nature, especially in Costa Rica, where the nature is phenomenal. It's such a powerful experience um, just to connect with nature and being outside for most of the day because you don't really have a home yeah. to just relax and there's no point in it e- either. Yeah, And you learn so much. Like from the way that like the waves come into the shore or a waterfall falls. I know it sounds really cheesy, but no. it really touched my heart. No, I, I, and it's beautiful, right? I mean, it's just a beautiful area, right? It's it's amazing. It's so lustrous and green. And I went off season, which means <laughs> meant it was really rainy, but it was also like empty and beautiful. And... Yeah. So how how would you know where to go? Did you did you just have like a map and just went whatever you wanted to do? Mm, well, I guess when once you get to a country, you kind of you start like hearing from people where you should go and getting recommendations from people. And also Israeli people tend to travel a lot. It's very much part of our culture. So, yeah, I get recommendations from friends and people who's been and like Facebook groups and like, you know, the whole spiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're actually on Facebook. Actually, I'm not really. Uh, I figured, yeah. So, okay, yeah. No, some people really don't want to be on Facebook. I I am, but, I mean, I'm not even sure. I'm really bad with social media. Like, even when when Faded came out, I was so bad at promoting it because I I feel like I I don't know how to speak the language there. Right. Well, I think it's it's, it's very weird to promote yourself. Like, when I do a play, I feel, you know, it's hard to promote yourself. It's so hard, but it's important. Yeah, it's important. And like, you know, um, like when we do this podcast, I encourage you to just put it out there because, you know, it's just like. Yeah, definitely. I uh, I love doing these kinds of things because, um, you know, like I, you know, when I do theater, I feel like I'm kind of selfish. I'm on stage and I want people to look at me. But when I, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing podcasts with, <laughs> with other people, it's, it's really about you as the other person. And I, I actually. I'm very surprised that I like doing that because I'm very selfish. I don't think I would call it selfish, you know, because I I have a lot of these conversations with friends recently about like promoting oneself because it's a big part of lives now. And I think if you rephrase it and think about it as sharing your gift with the world, you know, when you're on stage and you have that certain feeling and that spark it's something people enjoy they really do otherwise theater would have wouldn't have been a thing yeah (laughs) and you're sharing something of yourself putting yourself out there being vulnerable yeah it's not an easy task yeah yeah and I I think I came to the realization that it's a 50-50 like I'm getting something out of it and then if the audience gets something out of it then it's a beautiful mutual collaboration you know exactly yeah but I am selfish in other parts of my life. But we, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I always think about me all the time. It's really annoying. Mm, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. So was, was Costa Rica your favorite place? What do you think your favorite place was? Mm, I think it was definitely, it's, I think it was probably Thailand. Really? Why? Uh, I just, I just met some really incredible people i was traveling at some point i was in the south in Copangan and the islands and it's just like such beautiful communities there and like huh. spiritual people wow. coming together it, wow it was a really wow i did actually like a a walking meditation uh-huh. thing for four days four i just walk back and forth and meditate wow and think wow and that was such a life-changing. I don't want to say life-changing, but I know life, life enhancing, really big eye-opener. Life enhancing. Exactly. So, so wait, do you actually walk and you don't talk for four days? It's four hours a day for four days, and yeah, huh. you just walk back and forth on this platform, 
and you gotta hang out with yourself, which is something we're not really used to do anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. Do do you actually meditate in your daily life? I do. I'm actually a when I'm not super famous writing music. Right. <laughs> I'm actually a yoga instructor. Uh huh. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have your own studio? No, it's kind of very uh, small size right now. Like I either teach from home or I taught like at a few like uh, centers, like community centers and stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, do you do you do you like a certain kind of yoga? Uh, well, I actually practice a very specific kind of yoga, which is one that my teacher kind of invented. Um, really. It looks. Yeah, she calls it yatra yoga, which means going on a journey and in Sanskrit. And it looks a lot like vinyasa, but it's a lot about philosophy and understanding the principles of yoga because modern yoga can, a lot of the times it turned into an exercise form, which there's nothing wrong with that, but right. there's so much depth in that world. I won't go into it because I can talk about it for No, hours. no, no, but I, 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 I know, but I, I am interested. So what do you think, is it a different, is it the movement's different or there have to be a little bit uh, of the same movement? Like for me, yoga is tough because oh, yeah. it's like downward dog and all these, you know, stuff. So some of the movements are the same, but the intent is different. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more on like, okay, so you said downward dog is tough for you. Like, what do you think? It's well, I, I, I don't think it's tough for me, but I, it, it's very, in modern yoga, the classes that I've done, it just feels very repetitive. Like you do a lot of the same stuff over. Mm. And I think like, I like Pilates because that changes very fast. And yoga, the stuff that I've done just feels repetitive. And then I get a little bored, you know, that's my experience. Mm. So let me ask you a question. What's wrong with getting bored? Uh, what's wrong with getting bored? Danny wants excitement. Danny wants movement. Um, I don't know. What would happen if you would be bored? I don't know. I would have to be alone in my thoughts and then I would just die. Ah, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the yoga I do is really about asking these questions of like, what am I avoiding? What am I struggling with right now? How can I use yoga to learn tools that would help me eventually like in life in conversations and in interactions and huh. in relationships it's it's it looks like yoga uh-huh. it's the same it's downward dog and like mountain pose and all all of the same poses because yoga is very traditional yeah but it just it invites you a little deeper like to Okay, listen. To really meet with yourself. I'm down. I'm down. So, so wait. So what? What's the name of the yoga? What can I? Can I? Can I look it up on YouTube or something? I don't know. Maybe it. It's called Yatra. How do you spell that? Yatra. Yeah. Y a t r a. Okay, I'm gonna look it up after we talk because I really need to get to know myself. Yeah. <laughs> you. Sh- yeah. It's about time. It's always the answer. It's about time. So do you do you practice it every day and you teach it? I don't, yeah, I don't teach it every day yet. I'm kind of like starting off right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I try to practice every day. Some days are a bit harder than others. So wait, so how do you practice it? Do you actually follow a certain like video or something or you just do it from your own head? Yeah, I do it from my own head. Oh my God. How do you do that from your own head? Well, I learned how to do it for a year. So. (laughs) Okay. So, so who taught you? Somebody in Israel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. And he has a studio or she has a studio? She, yeah. Oh, okay. She's the one who kind of started this movement. Of oh, yoga. What, what's, what, yeah. what's her name? Her name is Rebecca Rosenstein. 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 Okay. I'm gonna... She's actually, I think she's also from New Jersey, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll, maybe I'll check. She's amazing. She's okay. my guru. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> check her out. Um. So what? So what, do you have to have a practical, like day-to-day job where you go to an office and your soul gets sucked out of your body? Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. When I when I'm not super famous for writing music and also super successful as a yoga teacher, I also make coffee for people. <laughs> okay, okay, got it, got it. As twenty-two year olds do. Uh, in in a restaurant or a coffee shop or something. 
near the coffee place yeah that's cool that's cool i mean that's well you know, <laughs> i've actually never had coffee in my life so i can't relate to that really that's so interesting i'm afraid yeah i just never i just never i just it just never happened you know it's like a relationship it just never happened wow <laughs> i would say give it a try but since it, it can be addictive maybe don't yeah no i i just i think yeah i'm not i'm not doing it so listen so you have all these songs like how many do you think you have like a hundred songs wow um i mean I guess if you count all the all the songs I've ever written, bad or good, then I think it's probably around that number. Okay. Uh, so how how are we going to choose the best like twelve songs or fifteen songs and put them on a record? That's that's the question I'm dealing with right now. Right. So do you? Well, I definitely mm-hmm, go, do. Do you go to somebody else to ask them what they think about your songs? Well, I definitely. I have, I'm actually surrounded by a lot of really great musicians. I, so. I bet, yeah. I mean, your mom, yeah. you, do you share music with your mom and ask her what she thinks? Yeah, definitely. I share with her, I share with her the things I'm proud of, you know? Right. It's like, yeah. I don't come with her to her with like first drafts. Yeah, you know? Right, right, <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. So to you, okay, here's a question. Like, how do you think... How would you think a song is just good for you? Like, do, do, mm. is it a certain feeling that you just love the melody of a certain song? You're like, I'm going to keep that song. That could be on a record. I think for me, I I need to feel like there's something interesting, like something new or that catches the, the ear, I guess, or the heart yeah. in that song. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's really easy to, like, pump out just, like... Uh, I love you, kind of like you know, right? Like, blanket statements. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, like right, right. If it has a theme, if it has an idea, if it has like a story to it, and something that's unique, then I yeah. I get excited about it because I'm like, oh, I made something that didn't happen before. Right, right. Well, for example, faded has such a vibe to it. It has such a dreamy. Uh, yeah. melancholy but beautiful feel to it, which a lot of songs do, but for some reason Faded has a spiritual you know, it just, there's something about it that just grabs you, you know, so uh, sometimes a song is more than just words, it's like a vibe, you know mm. Yeah I, I know exactly what you mean Yeah, so uh, yeah. So, so some of these songs are in Hebrew, some of them are in English mm-hmm. Maybe you should do like half English half Hebrew record, you know. Yeah, I wonder how that would go. I, I think it would. <laughs> I think it would go half Hebrew, half English. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wonder how it would be like uh... thematically. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be cool. I don't know if it's ever been done before, actually. Yeah, that's a interesting idea. There's a lot. I'll think about it. Thank you. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh... So you, ha- I mean, this is a, this is actually a big problem to actually choose among this. Because I really encourage you to actually do it and like, you know, have a deadline and actually do it within like the next year or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I know. I, it's a, I know. It's a struggle because, you know, you want to do it from like a, a passionate and loving place. I know. And also, yeah. Yeah, it's... I know. You don't want to hurt the creative process. And also, you know, my goal was never like to be... Um, an ultra successful musician and to be super famous. I guess I just want to make music that I like and that can touch people and kind of put it out there for anyone to hear, even if no one really likes it. No, I, yeah, I know, but you never know. I mean, I think you're incredibly talented and I hear a lot of music. So if I can like it, somebody else can like it and then somebody else can like it. Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm really into this woman right now in Israel called Maya Izakovich. Do you know her? I don't. Okay, wow. I have so much to teach you about your own country. <laughs> you do. I'll, uh, I'll send you some songs. I really, I, I think she's pretty amazing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, so, um, yeah, so in terms of, um, do you try to write songs every day? I mean, well, now, listen, you don't need to write another song. You have enough songs. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, like, actually getting your hands dirty and, like, producing and recording them. So how did you... <laughs> Writing songs. Yeah, so, like, with Faded, did you go into a studio? Like, how did you actually... Because it sounds great. 
Yeah, actually, I went into. Actually, it all started because I just uh, did a little video of it with my brother, uh, just playing it because some family members wanted to have it recorded. Mm-hmm. And then he looked like my oldest brother. He looked at it and he was like, "You know, we can really make this into something." And I would just like he lived in Tel Aviv at the time. I would just like go over to his apartment. He had like a little studio room in his apartment. We would just like sit there and like try all these different things. And he actually worked with another producer on this specific track at the time. They worked together. Yeah. And it was such a honestly, it was like a summer project for me. I didn't think too much about it. I was like just happy to like make music and spend time with my brother. Yeah. Yeah. And when I released it, it just I got so much like positive um response. Feedback. Yeah. yeah. So much positive feedback back and so many people who were touched and people I haven't spoken to in years like reached out to me. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. It was it was so yeah, it was really interesting. I know, and that was what, seven years ago? Actually no, we recorded it I think uh, in 2021 oh, okay so it's pretty so okay. by that time the old the song was like four years old five years okay old. so it's been out for like two years so didn't it whet your appetite to do more because you got such a great response to that one song mm. <laughs> i definitely do i do have to work on my like uh rejection fear of rejection fear of rejection who's gonna reject you I know, I know. It's all in my head. Yeah. But also my, my producer lives in London currently, so I need to go do a visit. I'm actually going to visit him pretty soon. Oh, really? We'll you're going to, lo- you're going to London? Yeah. So I was in London in February for three nights, just my first time there. I had an amazing time there. <laughs> uh, have you been there before? I haven't. Oh, it's great. You're going to love it. Yeah, I yeah, I'm really excited to go. Yeah. Your producer, so wait, your producer, what does that mean? Like the guy that Who is my brother? Oh, your brother. <laughs> so what's your brother doing in London? Well, a little bit of everything, you know. He just moved there. Immigrating is kind of hard. Oh, why um, did he but... why did he move there? <laughs> um honestly, they just him and his partner, they just really fell in love with it they went to visit it yeah for a couple it, weeks yeah a few years ago fell in love just tried everything to make it work yeah it yeah it um, is a great place it really is easy to fall i mean i didn't think i was gonna like it as much as i did i was like wow the people are great and it's just like a nicer version of like new york to me it's just a great place <laughs> yeah um so you're gonna go there like and just hang so what's the purpose just to visit him and to maybe work on some music yeah Cool. How come you get to how come you get to travel everywhere and have to like stay here and work for a living? I don't know. It just happens. Like I guess. <laughs> That's great. You just buy the plane tickets, you know. Yeah, yeah. How... <laughs> then you can back out. I know. That's great. I love the adventurous spirit. You know, I really do. Yeah, you know, that's the age to do it. Right. Right. How long are you going to be in London? Like a few weeks. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. There's so many great places there. I mean, you're gonna have such a great time. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So you're gonna record maybe. So did you record Faded in a studio or was it just like at home with like special, you know, technology? Yeah, it was a home studio. God, it sounds so produced. It's so amazing. I know. <laughs> wow. Wow. So he made you sound so good because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I was so shocked. Like I, I never heard myself like, yeah, this way before. Like putting headphones on and yeah. hearing my own voice that way. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think you write when you write songs? Are they usually? I guess are they sort of sad rather than happy? Most people, <laughs> most people like to write sad songs. Yeah, I, it's definitely the most inspiring feeling. Yeah, because um, it really calls you to like look within and like. Uh, think about it and yeah I think a lot of my songs are a little bit like at least a little bit melancholic yeah which is great I Um, love that yeah and I think it's it's the it's the fun way to connect to people you know because songwriting is such an honest and open way medium to like connect with people totally totally and you can say like these most outrageous things like in Faded I 
like I kind of like I'm really harsh and faded about like how I feel about yeah myself and like I can just say it because I'm just talking in general like it's out in the open yeah and then people can connect to it and there's like ah, I I love that you know? I know and being the most authentic it is it is it's so authentic that's why people love to hear music and you know like when i do acting i love it but i don't often feel like it's the true expression that's why these podcasts are actually a better expression of myself in a way Mm. um which i didn't expect that to happen and and i also feel like these podcasts they kind of last you know like they like anybody can hear it for years and years and years and when i do a theater play is transitory you know it's just like ends in a month yeah it's like a legacy it's a legacy yes yes and when you get to be my age you really start you start to worry about leaving something behind you know isn't it so scary though what i think it just dawned on me that like this is a podcast and not just a phone call yeah 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 but what's what's scary about it no i don't know like i think nothing like if we were meant to like remember things forever and I'm saying this also about faded, which is like kind of a leap. But if humans' memory isn't perfect, maybe we're not supposed to have things that last forever. Like maybe I said something now, and then in 30 years I'll listen to it and be like, "What was she talking about?" Yeah, you know? <laughs> but I mean that's great because people evolve and they change, and it's and you didn't say anything negative that would destroy humanity, you know. And yeah. and first of all, and, and first of all, you didn't say anything that you're going to regret. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, no. but I mean, I, I guess it was also like it's kind of like marking your height on the wall. Yeah, like when you're yeah, a kid. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're 33, we'll do another podcast and we'll see if you evolve. Okay. You know, every 10 years, every 10 years, every <laughs> year, and then in 10 years you'll be like, I'm still working on my record. I have a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> I have a thousand songs. <laughs> no, but that's interesting. People say we have a phrase called writing to the drawer. Writing, you know it. No, what does it mean? Writing, writing what? Writing to the drawer. What does that mean? It means like, means like I write songs, but only the drawer gets. The oh, writing, writing to put the, the page in the drawer and it never sees the light of day. Oh, <laughs> that would be a good name for this podcast episode. It'd be like uh, Noku comes out of the drawer and into the world or something. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. That's actually that's actually a big problem that I have uh, with these podcasts is like naming the chapter, but we'll figure it out together. Um, but you know, that's interesting. The philosophical question: Should we we, we were we meant to remember things? I have to think about this. Yeah. I think I think when we remember stuff, it's more we remember the feeling about something rather than the memory itself. Yeah. That's why songs are so important because songs really bring out the feelings of a person. Yeah. So I think oh nothing like really that hits me in the face with nostalgia like hearing a song. Yeah. I mean that's why I call this podcast thoughts maybe feelings because like people are often you know, I have a lot of flaws, but one of my greatest strengths is that I don't I don't sweat the small stuff and I try to think I try not to think. Uh, I think thinking gets us in trouble sometimes. And the time, you know, the times when we're the most happy is when we're not thinking, we're just feeling something. That's a very yogi philosophy. I know. And I know. I'm so embarrassed that I just said that. No, no. I'm saying it in the best way. Like, yeah, it's like, because a lot of people, you know, you say, don't think while you meditate. They're like, who, who is there behind my thoughts? Like, yeah. what am I without my thoughts? Right, right. It's a very important. Uh, it's a very important distinction because a lot of people think that they are their thoughts and they feel kind of trapped. Yeah, yeah, and like when you're released from your thoughts and from what you want and your needs, like if you kind of able to take a step back from it, you're free. Yeah, yeah, and then and and it comes and goes and comes and goes and comes and goes and comes and goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting because I really feel like it's so important to, I mean, I know a lot of people that are just like, you know, what am I going to do now? What am I going to, you know, what am I going to get for dinner? And they do all their shopping and they're always in their own head. And I'm like, please try to just get out of that somehow. I don't know. Everybody does it in their own way, you know? I heard this really uh, smart, I don't know how to say the word in English, but. What's the word in Hebrew? Philosophical story okay michelle oh michelle like a lesson like a okay like a yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah and um 
it said i think it was from um it was like an eastern wisdom thing and they said don't be the hunter be the fisherman huh. which is to say if something is coming up and you need to make a decision by friday say you can spend the whole week like ah, like thinking it hard and like chewing it until you don't know what to do anymore you can like decide on sunday but then you don't have all the information and the intuition that could come in during the week right or you can just rest and let the answer kind of come to you obviously it's easier said than done right. but like right trying to be the fisherman like still holding that uh, the rod fishing the fishing rod the rod yes. yeah not letting it go but also not struggling with it not fighting with it yeah that's so cool really. that's so cool that really is great because i i feel like really it's true the best things in life are when you're not struggling for it and you're just letting it happen you know yeah that's why that's right i'm so glad we did this because like i didn't know anything about you but then i was like you know what if you're if i had a great conversation with sharon i'm gonna have a great uh conversation with you by the way <laughs> <laughs> By the way, what what does noku mean? Does it mean anything? I know it... Oh, actually, yeah, it's just uh, nobody, my my real name, my birth name is Noah. Noah. But, yeah, which is a very popular Israeli name. Um, but nobody in life calls me Noah, ever. It just, noku has been my nickname since the day I was born, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it just felt like the most organic stage name for me as well. Yeah. So do you, you just go by that one name? That's your stage name? Yeah. And, but officially on your passport, it says Noah Klein? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. In case I ever run into you at the airport. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. yeah. I'll run into you at the airport <laughs> in Costa Rica or in London somewhere. <laughs> um, always at the airport yeah yeah so listen so this is going to cut me off in a few minutes so by the way Sharon I wanted me to ask you where do you see yourself in five years oh what a good question oh my god I'm in my 20s Danny I know, <laughs> I I, know. Listen, I'm not asking it she's your mom she wants the best of you that's why she's asking you I would never ask mom, you that. it's such a mom question it's such a mom I know I know <laughs> um well, hopefully just content, you know? I know, and right. In connection with nature, surrounded by people who are dear to me. Yeah, that's a great. That, I think she would be very happy with that answer. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to become an accountant somewhere. No, I don't see that happening. Yeah, soon. yeah, that's so great. <laughs> so when are you going to London? Like in a few weeks? Yeah, in uh, mid-October. Are you going with your partner? No, I'm going by myself. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so listen, the next time I talk to you, I want to have some songs recorded. All right. Because you know what? You could put like a song or two on Spotify. You don't have to do the whole record. That's true, yeah. Maybe a record is a bit... Uh, Daunting. Yeah, I'm still testing the water. Right, because you did Faded, right? So like, that's just one song. Mm. So what's stopping you from putting another song on there? Yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll come back from London uh, with some new material. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I really think that now that this podcast is going to explode and everybody's going to know you, <laughs> you know, I'm great. Amen. <laughs> uh, I really think you're incredibly talented. I really, really mean it. I, I wouldn't do this if I didn't think you were talented. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. You're so easy to talk thank to. Thank you. Thank you. It's a really amazing why I'm still single. I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, he's single, ladies. Get him. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I just started maybe a possibility, but it's so complicated. Relationships, you have to hear the other person and listen to them and not, you know, it's very complicated. Yeah, but it's complicated, but it's simple at the same time. It's, it's simple, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And you have, I mean, you must know, I mean, you're still going strong with yours, right? That's great. Yeah. Are you guys thinking about the next level or not really? Uh, we're probably moving in together soon, but I am 22, so I know, I know you're taking it slow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is gonna cut me off in like 40 seconds. I want to say thank, okay. thank you so much for doing this. I'm gonna, thank you, I had a great time. That's great. I really, I'm gonna call you just in a minute because I want to talk to you about how to name this thing. Um, right. we want to say hi to your mom. Hi, mom, <laughs> thanks for birthing me. <laughs> 
I think I think Sharon did a and good for making this happen. Yeah, I think she did a good job with you. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, you're a pretty good piece of estrogen, I think. Yeah, yeah, few successful kids. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you again, and um, uh, really enjoyed talking with you. And let's do it again sometime. Definitely. Okay. Goodbye, Israel. Bye, New Jersey. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye.